Welcome back, people. It is currently June 14th. You are tuning in to episode 24, and we are still tipping on faux foes at the Taxi Squad podcast. We've got some strange and unusual things to talk about today, some groundbreaking NCAA news, and some firsts for the NBA and NHL. And then we got a lot of drama going on in the NFL as well. So we got a lot to get into. Vince, how the hell are you? How the hell are you? <laughs> good, I, I can get that out. Yeah, to get that out twice. Uh, dude, I'm doing great. Um, this is the podcast of champions, as many are saying. I'm yes, pretty sure is. that's what everybody's saying online because this is championship week. Yes. Uh, it, they both ended early, but God damn it if I'm okay with it. Both teams that I wanted to win one. Um, electric. Makes me feel happy. Um, yeah, and the electric series all around. So I'm feeling good, dude. Let's get after it, huh? Let's get after it. Let's get after it. How strange is it to punch a mascot like, <laughs> square in the chest, maybe cause internal bleeding? Dude, he smokes <laughs> It was kind of wild. <clears throat> I, I didn't see, uh, for, for those of us that don't know, because this is a podcast, Conor McGregor punched the... Uh, the heat mascot and the heat mascot fell over. Basically looks like he died. And then McGregor goes in to hit him again. <laughs> and the mascot needs to go to the hospital after a punch from a championship, uh, you MMA fighter. So yeah, no shit. Sherlock. But yeah. You got to punch them. Bernie. That's such a, <laughs> they told that's, him to, right? Yeah. That's such like a, that's such like a typical name for a mascot, especially oh, yeah. for the Heat. His name is Bernie. Get yeah. it? Because they're the Heat. Because it's hot Ber- and they're burning. It's hot and Bernie. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's great. <laughs> now imagine if they ever became the Bang Bros Arena, like I alluded to last year, right? Yeah. What would his nickname be then? We don't know. <sighs> Not Bernie. <laughs> yeah, he hit him. Tw- he hit him twice when he when he went down and got him on the ground. Uh, he had like a ground and pound move, like right after him in the head. It's like, dude, I know he's wearing a, a costume, but like, probably shouldn't go full breast at him, Connor McGregor. Um, Connor he comes Connor, out afterwards. That fucking mascot, if he ever comes near me, there's only one red head in this room. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I killed his ass. Uh, yeah, he hits hard. Um, I think Bernie learned that. <clears throat> and he was actually ready to go if there needed to be in game six. That didn't end up happening. Um, but Bernie. Unfortunately, no. Recover well, buddy. That's all I can say to you. Yeah. Connor, you know, this is kind of what happens when you got CT and now Connor's doing, you know, the ultimate fighter and Steroids. that's a thing again now <laughs> and probably on something. Yeah, yeah. He, he's gained a fair amount of muscle mass. I mean, yeah. that just doesn't happen overnight, especially if you're in your late 30s. So, yeah, no, he's probably on something. Ain't no doubt about it. And then they're going to, you know, pitch him up to be another prize fight again. And it's just going to be a giant fucking snooze fest like the past four or five have been. Um, probably like jake paul or something yeah i I mean it's so stupid anymore these spectacle fights i'm so sick of them but no ufc ufc is a lot better than boxing i'll give them that Um, yeah specifically when it comes to like the fighters but then you know you will have like the mcgregor come in and fight floyd mayweather and then it's like a whole thing and then it happens and you're like that was kind of boring i don't know why they even ended up doing it i am sick of that though it gets annoying after a while is it out of bounds to say that like when ESPN takes things over, it just becomes too yeah. commercialized? You're right. No, you're right. Like, 
when it was on Spike TV, you look forward to it, maybe because I was younger and wrestling and all that. And like, I, I enjoyed the sport a little bit more, but I just thought the storylines were a little bit more in depth. There wasn't as many fighters to keep yeah. up with as there are now. I just feel like there's a fight night every night. Well, and then and, I'm fine with because there, I mean, there should be a lot of fights because there's a lot of fighters. So like, you know, you want to get feeders into it. My bigger thing is that it's like the Disneyification of fighting. Where it's like right. you go to watch it and it's just like legendary matchup between this guy who nobody knows and this guy who nobody knows. And you're like, all right, how about you call a spade a spade? And this is basically like an A's versus Mariners game. Like this is the middle of the season, whatever fight and whoever wins, it's going to be pretty impressive. But every time you watch it, it's just like this weekend, you don't want to miss it. It's like, all right, so shut up. ESPN. This guy's going <clears> to <throat> fight this guy yeah if everything's great then nothing's great it's kind of where it's at <laughs> i couldn't agree more i i do believe though that the sport is just a little washed anymore there aren't really big names there's not really guys oh, who is real adesanya come on that's like it anymore oh, though there Volkanovsky? isn't a heavyweight other you know what john jones is bringing back to the sport is a little yeah. bit of that nostalgia of what it was. But for a while there, you know, the Matthews of the world, the Tito Ortiz's of the world, yeah. Frank Mir, Tito Ortiz, all time dumb guy, Chuck Liddell. Yeah. Come on. I mean, Nganu yeah. is a dog too. Stipe, obviously, but Nganu's well, gone. Stipe's now. old as shit too. I well, mean, that's Stipe what I'm saying. And, so it's and like Jones are a part of that era. Nganu's gone and Stipe's now too old basically to fight anymore so yeah it's like what are you gonna do and a fight of the century they're 50 geriatrics <laughs> <laughs> the geriatric fight night and for what is worse steve can still get his ass out there and fight but like it's like you know that's not what you want to be obviously like marketing to your fans at that point so, so yeah i do think sport. they have a little work to be done for sure yeah no, I agree with that whole thing. I go back to the Spike days; it was a lot more interesting. I don't even know if Spike TV exists anymore. It probably doesn't. I think now it, everything's a subscription now. Paramount TV. Well, it's like owned by there's, people. Yeah, there's Max now, dude. Yeah, are you a no, Max subscriber? H, I well, for the Sopranos, yes. Yeah, you kind of have yeah. to be right. Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. But yeah, it's they, with they, somebody else though, right? Like, isn't they, it like Paramount and HBO or something like that? I don't know if somebody bought somebody, but they, they got to pick a name and stick with it at this point because over the years, it's been HBO Go, HBO Now, HBO yeah. Max. Dude, HBO Go and HBO Max were both an app at one point, and I had both of them, and I couldn't figure out how to watch shit. It was so bad. I got subscriptions to both of them. I'm like, are like which one do you use? <laughs> You're supposed to use HBO Max. I learned that later, but yeah, I got subscriptions to both of them. It's so silly to me. They got to pick one. Who's ever in charge over there? Well, they I mean, did. Now they just content. landed on like a childhood boy's name. Max. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking so dumb. Why didn't they make it just HBO Max and keep it that way? And if you got somebody else, that's fine. But yeah, Max is dumb. If you type in Max.com, it's like, how did they get Max.com? You know, they dropped like millions of dollars for that. Yeah. I just think the whole thing's stupid. That could be multiple things, depending. You got to be careful if you go Max.com, Max.net. Right. Yeah, Max.org. It's just a guy named Max that's just like flicking his willy for money. <laughs> you just get a guy named Max that's doing the helicopter. Yeah. What's up? It's Max, and I'm going to see how quickly I can spin my peen around. Oh, cool. <laughs> Very cool. I'll watch this for a while. Well, that pause. Anyways, <laughs> pause. <laughs> pause. 
Uh, well, Vince, I mean, we talked about it last week, and I just kind of went down a rabbit hole this morning while I was at the airport at 5 a.m., and okay. I was doing some homework on the uh, College Baseball World Series. Can I just say really quick, I yeah. need to almost remove myself from the College Baseball after the performance I put up last week. <laughs> yeah, just leave it to the professionals. <laughs> That's so I listened back to it and I was like, Jesus Christ, I sounded horrible. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. I'm just happy I questioned. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. What? It was in the fourth inning? Yeah, yeah. fuck. It was in the ah, fourth inning. Dude, it just means. And if you didn't defeated. listen last week, Vince like made this whole hubbub about Penn and Southern Mississippi or some <laughs> shit. And then it was like, the fucking... The umpires You're are ruining, ruining this shit. Blah, blah, blah. It was the You're bottom the of the game. ninth, and they called them on this for a pitch clock delay, and then the game ends on this. And I'm like, okay, well, that's crazy. That and then we're bullshit. talking about more. And then he's like reading the article. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> never mind. It was the fourth inning. I was like, oh. I'm and usually goes, good yeah. with the research. There was a, there was an eight run ninth inning by Georgia or by Southern Georgia. <laughs> by Southern oh, Miss, yeah. Oh, there was. Yeah. Oh, well, then they deserved to win the game. But the bases were loaded. They had a chance. <laughs> I mean, it could have, could you know, you could hit an eight no, run home run. It's possible. I dug a hole. I was in the grave. There was no getting out of it at that point. It's like, how you doing down there? But yeah, no. So I wanted to bring some light to this and, you know, a Jesus based college out of Oklahoma, buddy. Uh, Oral Roberts makes the yeah. College World Series for the first time since 1978. Woo! How about that? Ooh, decent the Golden Eagles of too. Oral Roberts. Yes, Let's the, go, the, Oral. the praying hands. If you've ever been to their campus, it is a Christian college university. Why have you been to their campus? Because my fiance to be wife is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the campus huh? of Oral oh. Roberts is in downtown Tulsa. Fun fact. Interesting. Yes. Uh, I'm more of an also, Oral Roberts fact, guy. My uh, may the Lord bless you. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, Oral Roberts is known for their praying hands, which Vince needs this episode because he's got you a lot of pain in the brain. Lots Anyways, the brain. <laughs> um, but. Another fun fact about this team coming into this, they won their way in, of course. They played a lot better competition, and they're kind of being a small underdog story right now, similar to what they were in the college basketball tournament, mm -hmm. which they do usually just kind of come out of nowhere in that tournament, but they are known for being more of a basketball school than a baseball school. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah. um, they, they have a player right now on their team, a guy by the name of Jonah Cox. If you yep. look this guy up, he looks like, like a Come on, you're baseball. baiting me now. Well, he looks like <laughs> <laughs> you said Lord, on my we're brain. talking we're talking about a Christian university, buddy. You better Jonah watch beep. it. <laughs> Jonah beep. Right. So Jonah Cox, uh, good dude. Uh he he looks the part. He he wears war paint, which I think is pretty cool. Um I think that's something that most baseball players could rival at. This guy's been on a forty seven consecutive game hitting Woo! streak. D1? Fun fact, D1. Third Man. longest hitting streak. Tied for the third longest hitting streak in college baseball Division I history. How about that for a statistic? That is sick. Good for Joe so, Cox. I'm rooting for Oral Roberts in the College World Series. If anybody saw Stanford somehow beat Texas this week on a fly ball that this kid in Texas lost in the lights. 
Yeah, and... that's one of those things where the pitcher really needs to help out. I saw that clip, and that guy was not even pointing at where the ball was. No one. Well, knew I mean, where what that are was you from? Listen, I, I mean, know, put, but if you weren't even close ball. to the ball, they weren't the even only, close to the ball. The only thing you do is point up. I mean, it's just up. You point at it at least. <laughs> We're I'm playing the pitcher. Right, 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 the right left, left. What, what are you supposed to do? Warmer, warmer, hot, 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 hot. You're, you're hot. You're hot. You're hot. You're hot. That's like a. I think you should leave. Skit. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> good, good, you're good. Hot, good. Move, fuck, move. fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> this so is going true. great. Yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting right now. The College World Series, though, is off to a hot start. We got some interesting Christian schools matching up on Friday, so it's going to be the Jesus game. I have already penned it: the Jesus game. TCU like plays Oral Roberts in the first game of the College World Series starting on Friday. Going to be electric. So Jesus will be in attendance. By the way, this is this one's for maybe God. some of the. This game, this game of baseball is for Jesus. Jesus. That's all I got on they, that one. They but said I just thought baseball is Jesus's game. Baseball is America's pastime, and it is Jesus's game. Now, it's also the game of just very odd movie quotes of like some old guy. Like, dude, yeah, I have a question. I don't know if we talked I'm about Dusty this. O'Shea. What? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? I'm Lefty Weisenheimer, and I've been throwing for this team for 14 years. You see? I'd be curious to know who Dusty O'Shea <laughs> is, kid. Dusty O'Shea is me. You're Dusty O'Shea? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I heard about you in the playbooks. I remember um, you. <laughs> I remember you when I was just a boy. Um, do, you, do you think that let's have a catch is a stupid a stupid way to say it. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a kind way of saying it. Let's Why? play catch. I mean, you want to have one are you catch? Playing catch, or are you having a catch? No, you're not having a catch because that's one. Oh, I have a catch with me, or I'm playing catch. It's a spiel. You're throwing it back and forth. Having a catch is like you just own a catch. What is a catch? I don't know. Grease trap? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Vince, you went to college. What's the technical English pronunciation of that? Not Do we that. have to go to ChatGPT to ask? I don't what think the, so. What is the correct pronunciation of Let's playing or having a catch? Which one is it? It's got to be wrong. It's the field of dreams thing. Kevin Costner can't be wrong that many times. I mean, it's like between that and then fucking Yellowstone. Jesus. If I have to hear one more boomer talk about Yellowstone losing it. Yeah. No offense to the generation it's they raised. It's starting to us, happen a lot now. It. I was always like, now, yeah, enjoy it. I just can't enjoy stand it, yeah. the overacting of Kevin Costner in Yellowstone. It's <laughs> egregiously bad. He's got this voice. Like Dan Allman. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So he's like fucking Darth Vader, but he smoked too much. It's like, it's like, dude, you're a cowboy. Do we really got to put this on? And like every take, like he's spitting. And there's just I think too have much a catch, having drama. have a catch is proper English. Okay. It's like saying like chip chip cheerio. Let's have a catch cool. together, hey? Let's preface this you correctly. See? Feel the dreams. His dad comes back from the dead from the corn. Yeah, he he built it and they came. And then right. Ray Liotta Everywhere. was Shoeless Joe Jackson. Somehow that's a thing. And if you look they up who sense. Shoeless Joe Jackson was, he was like a total like farm not man somewhere Italian. country yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah. not a grease ball. He's like, hey, yeah. fucking Shoeless Joe. Hey, where's the modern? What's up, money? Fucking Shoeless Joe. God where's the modern eye? <laughs> 
Hey, toss me the fucking ball, man. Hey, God damn. Where's yeah. the gabagol? Yeah, Where's the fucking gabagol? <laughs> Where's the goddamn concession stands? Goddamn. Ah, fuck. I need a anyway. Polish. I need a Italian sausage. Get away. <laughs> Someone give me a sausage. I'm trying to have a catch with my son here. Goddamn it. <laughs> like, uh. Well, technically, that wasn't his son. His his dad was actually no, I know. the catcher. I got, I got so his dad comes it. back that night, and, you know, and he's playing. Dad, you want to have a catch? And then every grown man and their mother cries because that that's the ultimate guy, guy cry scene. Yeah, next to Brian's song, right? What? That's a that, the movie about uh, Brian Piccolo. No, nope. you've never seen this film, Vince. Mm-mm. Seriously? It's about no, the lying. Bears. Brian's song. No. Yeah. You ever seen this film? It's a classic film. What the fuck's wrong with you? Film I rant. Don't know. Is it like Hoosiers? That, no. It's far <laughs> before It's like Sidney Potier, the, uh, the the guy who was in The Godfather. He played Sonny in The Godfather. But Come you? on. <laughs> Come on. I'm just no, saying. I've never seen I mean, it. I've never seen Brian's it. I got songs are tremendous. It. James Kahn. Great oh, film. rest in peace. Rest in peace, yeah. James Kahn. Great yeah. fucking movie. Uh, Billy D. Williams played Gail Sayers. Yeah. No shit. I mean, James I've seen Kahn Las Vegas with Piccolo. James Kahn. Well, you know the story of Brian Piccolo. He was the Bears running back that backed up Gail Sayers, and yep. him and Gail Sayers were very close, breaking the color barriers and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Because back then, that was like a thing. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I just never saw film. the movie. I don't even know the ultimate was guy cry film. Ultimate guy cry film. Okay, I'll watch but, it and get a couple tears out. But having a catch, playing catch, maybe we put it up for a poll. Which I think which actually. One is it? I would just like to say that having a catch makes you sound English, which makes you sound anti-American. So if you say have a catch, get out of my goddamn country is what I say. And we all know how the British team did in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Go float across and go play soccer. Yeah. Go fucking with your red coats and play your own sports. Hey, squirrel moment. Have you seen all these guys passing out (laughs) at, at British Parliament? No, it's like eight, it's like eighty six degrees and like one hundred percent humidity there, and they're still wearing their red coats from like fucking fifteen hundreds and on. And these really? guys are like standing in their line and just passing out because it's too hot. The Brits aren't used to the heat. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it does rain like every fucking day there. Yeah, it's a whole thing. That is like a thing. Like the sun does not shine on. That's that why they side took over down. other countries because they're like fuck this. And mind you, I'm Irish, so I get it, but. The Brits, come on. What are we doing? Yeah. How about when King, well, now it's King Charles, um, when he got uh, his coronation or whatever the hell it was. Um, did you see, like, the Grim Reaper was there? Rabbit hole moment? Yeah. Conspiracy podcast? Did well, totally. See that video? Yeah, There's you like, can also, he's also see-through. So, like, that's also a big kicker. That's too, ominous, right? man. I mean, There's so they, much there. That whole ceremony's going on, and you see this black cloaked figure with a sick, with, with like the sickle walking through the doorway, and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah, whoa, that was the Reaper. He was there. Some, I wonder if somebody died after that. Lizzie's in a box, so maybe they were just coming to collect. Hmm, could be <laughs> Lizzie's in a box. Could be Lizzie's in a box. In a box. 
Fuck yeah. I love it. It could be, it could be like a class song. Lizzie's in a Dude, fucking that's what the that's what the Irish people were doing. They're like, she's dead. The queen is dead. Lizzie's in a box. It was fucking awesome. I see dude. It. Yeah, there's it there's was awesome. some there's some bad blood blood there. You got a I mean, lot of Irish sure. pride over Shout here. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> No. Don't do that. Vince Vince, come on. I hate Go her. on a small Swifty rant. Taylor so Swift Vince- is the worst. <laughs> This is this is why. And this is why. Um, first things first, she got her entire first album sales bought for her by her trust fund daddy. Um Fun fact. she so that sucks. I don't like that off the bat here. She goes, My sister likes her for a while, and I get forced upon hearing Taylor Swift all the time, and I didn't like it a lot. Actually, if I'm gonna like any Taylor Swift, I will like the beginning stuff because teardrops on my guitar, actually kind of a banger. After that, she starts doing the pop shit. I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. And all these people start collaborating with her. Kendrick Lamar, why are you collaborating with Taylor Swift? I don't get it. That song sucked butts. Exactly. So she just brings in money. And now the argument is that she's super talented and great as a songwriter. Miss me with that because I don't think she's writing all the songs that she's getting, but she is like adding a couple <laughs> little things and everybody's like, oh, she's a genius beyond compare. And then I try to go home two weeks ago and all of her goddamn fans were just invading the city and I couldn't get home for two hours from work. And that's just not fair because she doesn't even respect the common man. Vince, I mean, she says it herself. She's the problem. She it's is. Her. It's her. But then the whole point of that song is that she's actually not the problem, and it's always the guy. Maybe you are the problem, Taylor. You seem like you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not Maddie Healy. Maybe it's yeah. you. Everybody wants to this pretend is a, that guy's a fucking This is a psycho. Maddie Healy podcast. We're on his side. We're, we're on his side, all right? Yeah. <clears throat> so all Get the out of here, Taylor. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking tall and dumb. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm off my soapbox. All right. All right. Well, in other news, um, in wake of the live and PGA coming together as one, and they told these guys like Tiger and Rory, don't take the money. Don't take the money. <laughs> right? Yes. Like bleachers. Anyways. They gave them a consolation prize. They said, okay, Tiger, okay, Rory, we are going to bring you now the TGL or the Tiger Woods Golf League or the Tiger League. Is that what TGL stands for, technically? I have no clue. Anyways, (laughs) it's an innovative golf experience in partnership with the PGA Tour, fusing advanced technology and live action in prime time. So this is all digital. And him and Rory are the technical owners of it. The PGA is sponsoring it. So this was their consolation prize of not. I don't know if you can call it that. It wasn't it done in like last August. Yeah, but they're still going to make a shit ton of money from it. For sure. It'll work out well for them, but they probably hate it a little bit more because like Tiger fucking hates live (laughs) like hates it. And obviously all those guys Rory does, too. I know, but they've both been outspoken doing so. So, I mean, they're still going to let it go because it's a money grab. But the I'm actual not, list of guys playing is fucking awesome. I'm not exactly sure about what TGL stands for exactly. I think it's Tomorrow Golf League because it was founded by Tomorrow Sports. Oh, but Tiger's the face of it. So you could see why that's a smidge confusing. Because he's definitely today. Maybe Charlie should be the face of it. Yeah. And then isn't there a new golf brand now that everybody's losing their mind over? Which one, Mike? There's a ton. I don't know. Greg Norman's the one that I always know. 
Those are the okay. ones that, you know, if you're a larger dude, you've worn a polo from that guy because sure. they're comfy, right? Yeah. And then there's another one everybody's losing their mind over that's like $170 for a polo. Mind you, Greg Norman was the king of live. So keep that in mind. Well, good for him. Got and, paid. Well, he know he got he got ousted. Why did he get ousted? He's not in, he's not doing anything anymore. Hmm. Um, they oh, essentially they... kicked him out after they made the deal, and Greg Norman was the only man to get completely ousted. <laughs> so great play, Greg. Um, no, I mean there's like Mel Bond. A lot of people are on Mel Bond right now. Um, Vice has obviously been growing in popularity very quickly, but I don't know. There's a there's a ton of them coming out because. I mean, we've seen like golf is growing a lot, man. And I know it's probably because of my age as well, but it seems like it's a little more in the forefront, especially with all this drama, because we know drama moves sales, move posts, move clicks, all of those things. This live drama is helping all like I. Yeah, <clears throat> like they haven't had a lot off the course. There hasn't been a lot of chatter with golf since essentially since I was born. And this seems to be like a huge story. Like they don't really steal the news often that live merger stole the news for sure besides like the tiger woods scandals and shit like that like this they're a little bit more in the forefront than they've been in years past i'd agree i mean golf is big you're you're going to the masters now i mean it's a thing it, yeah, i mean it's I'm a, a legitimate guy. thing yeah, hey he's a golf guy always. investors highly pro high profile investors for this tgl Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, Shaq, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant, Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton, Alex Morgan of women's soccer, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Josh Allen, Serena Williams, Diana Taurasi, Justin Timberlake, Michael Rubin. All of those people are investing in it. And you have guys like Tiger and Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Masters winner, Roy McIlroy, all playing in this as well. So it's definitely star-studded. I'm interested to see how this goes but there's a lot of commitment to this right now. Well, don't forget the guy who started all this and a great movie by the name of Happy Gilmore, one of the very first TV personalities. The one I don't think I've ever seen that. Bob Barker. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're going to be like, like, watch some movies, dude. What? Yeah, I've watched watched Happy Gilmore, no doubt about it. It's one of the greatest films of all time. What, is Bob Barker calling it or something? No, Bob Barker and him get into they they get into it, right? But not the TGL. Well, no, but they they started a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Got you. I was gonna say Bob Barker is 99 years old. <laughs> Bob Barker. I, I thought Bob Barker died, but I <laughs> guess he didn't. No, no, that was Trebek, buddy. Oh yeah, that's right. Pick yeah. one. I swear yeah. to God, there was a press release at Bob. But now Barker that we talked dead. about it, we have very little time for Bob Barker, which is depressing. <laughs> Bob Barker's on borrowed time at this point. Sorry, he was Bob. just getting away with kicking. it, not saying anything. And is he? He's not dead. He's not dead, is he? Oh, well, we're googling it now, Vince. I Bob am, Barker, no, I see, I see, he... I see it. But then, like the first question on Google is, "Where's Bob Barker buried?" But it does not say he died. No, they're saying he's still alive. Nineteen twenty-three. Oh, Bob, he's only got six more months to be a hundo. Wow. Bob. Dude, what a fox back in the day. Oh, yeah. Barker was a good-looking cat, man. He was, he was getting man. into all the 70s bush back in the day. Oh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, he was just macheting through the forest. Good for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. Thank Love you. the analogy. Macheting Thank you. Thank you. through the forest. Yep. 
that's what you did back then that's what you did back then that's what they did with those old broads you see (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) with those old floozies those old floozies you see back in my day back in my day cocaine was legal (laughs) it was that was yeah it was technically certain portions of the 20s and 30s yeah although prohibition can't forget about prohibition right come on nascar nascar that's i mean that's prohibition nascar that's what i think about they're hand in hand yeah no that's the origins of nascar nascar mike back again if you didn't know nascar was originated during prohibition times and moonshine runners would race their vehicles and then they all decided to get together in daytona beach florida and race some cars and, and go around in a circle 500 times and now one thing leads NASCAR. to another buddy yeah. and now nascar is a full-blown sport all Fun i want stuff. them to do is take one right turn and i'll change my mind on it they do at pocono come on oh they do road courses everybody thinks they, they don't do a road course they do a road course <laughs> oh, i'm one of those you know it was on fs1 the other night after the finals game what's that it, it was game four on fs1 there was Pocono from 1989, and I got mm. to see Dale and Dale. Yeah, raise hell, praise King Dale. himself. King himself. God needed a driver. All right, <laughs> let's get to some baseball talk. Uh, got a fair amount of drama going on right now with uh, a couple different teams that are not yeah. performing as they should be. Uh huh. And the Mets are definitely one of them. I mean, are they, are they just Ooh. done at this point? We got the Subway Series going on right now. They're not looking the hottest. Delayed. I don't think they're playing today, or maybe they will, but it might be in a little bit. Uh, you got Drew Smith getting suspended for a sticky stuff in, in ejection from last night's game. They're one in nine in their last ten games. Daniel Vogelbach mental break amid his slump. Got the it's yips. not looking good, dude. It really got isn't. The yips, huh? And I feel bad. I feel a lot of like my identity. I feel like goes hand in hand with Mets identities because being like a White Sox fan and like you know the Mets, the Yankees, Sox, the Cubs, whatever it may be. I always want the Mets to win. Um, they don't have you know Scherzer suspension because of the sticky stuff stuff from earlier. That was like the what was it the sunscreen and rosin situation, whatever it may be. It's not looking good. They have a lot of really good, talented guys on that team, and it just doesn't seem like anything's clicking. That's the beauty of baseball, though, right? That is the beauty of baseball. Like, if you were to look at this division, how would you think of the Marlins to be better off right now than the Mets, considering the they're all both in the NL East? And yeah. the NL champs from last year. Well, the Phillies, I mean... Yeah, I mean the Phillies are still kind of sitting right there, five hundred, right? I mean, game under three and thirty-four. Yeah, Trey Turner's fine. playing like buttholes too. Yeah, and you'd think Trey Turner would be better. We discussed this last week or the week yeah. before that. You'd think he'd be doing better considering him showing out in the World Baseball Classic. But you know, sometimes guys are second half; they come on late. You know, and and hitting is such a mental aspect of this yep. game. Um. Yeah, the Mets right now, I, I they have one of the highest payrolls in all of baseball. Maybe aging staff, yeah, yeah, aging staff with you know Verlander and Scherzer trying to recreate the magic of the 2010s. They're just they look like their arms are just kind of falling off. And need I move your your eyes to the bottom of the NL Central? You have the Redbirds of St. Louis, two and eight in their last time. They can't I mean, get the it together pirates, either. 
the Pirates just keep raking right now. They're doing it. They're doing it. Don't discount the Reds, right? Don't discount that young team coming up. Ellie De La Cruz, I'll say the whole thing this time. De La Cruz. Oh, man. What a dog. One of the highest exit velos of basically the entire MLB season. Yeah, and uh, definitely the Reds. Definitely the Reds. (laughs) The Reds are coming. I think that they're posed for a second half tear because they're a young team and they're very athletic. I've said this on this podcast numerous times. They so are one who's of the more most... likely to be this year's Orioles then is it the Pirates or is it the Reds? I... It's all going to boil down to pitching and it depends how good Vinny Velasquez can be because he was ass fuck? for the White Sox. What the fuck? I but want him somehow... to be bad because what's going on? How is this happening? Yeah, how does he get on our team and just that that happens all the time? Guys will come to the White Sox and it's just it just doesn't work. But he wasn't and then good go somewhere before. Else. No, he, he was okay. But not he good. He was great. He was serviceable. When he yeah. was on our team, he was dog shit. So it goes to show you. But I, I mean, I think the Reds might be poised for a second half tear. I mean, the Cubs, you could basically write them off right now. The yeah. Redbirds, somehow, I don't know how that team is just. I'm pretty sure you were calling for a Cardinals World Series this year at the beginning of the year. No offense to you, but but that was expectations versus reality. Jordan Walker is one of the best prospects in all of baseball. Yeah. Kid went on like a nine-game hitting string, and then they sent them back to the minors. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's just service time shit. But even so, it's just like, you know, they have Arenado. They have Goldie. You expect Wilson to at least put up some decent numbers. Do they have the best pitching staff in the world? No, have they had injury issues? Yeah, but still, like they're deep enough to not be last place in the NL Central. They have 27 I mean, not, wins this year. They're nine games back right now. It's not out of bounds to say they can't go on a heater. But and, they have 27 you know. wins this year. To be last place in the Central? Because, I mean, the fucking Pirates are 34 and 31. It's not like they're world beaters out there. No, I mean, the, the NL Central and the AL Central, I mean, comparably oh, are pretty horrible. What a mess. The central divisions right now are absolute ass uh-huh. in every single way possible. Right? That's I mean, if you look it. at it, it's just really bad and it's not getting much better. And then, you know, you look at divisions like the AL West and then the AL East is just crushing right now. Mm-hmm. It it's gonna go down to the wire. You know, I, I it always does. There's always a team that comes on real late. Like last year, the Phillies were that team that came on mm-hmm. real late, and then the Mets took a big old dive. Yeah, that was and, and yeah. they haven't looked back since. <laughs> they went a whole offseason to keep it going. Everybody should have knew at that point it was it was bad. Yeah. But it's a mess. Hey, uh and we didn't write this down, but did you see Oakland yesterday? I did hear some hub. There's like a anti-strike, an anti-strike. So they want them to move. So no, like anti-strike, AKA instead of not going to the game, everybody fucking went to the game and there's, so they're seven and three in their last 10. They've won 10 games in quick succession because they were, what was it like? Or what was it? Seven games. They're like 11 and 50. And now they're 19 and 50, which is still not good, but they're better than the Royals. So it's just crazy. Um, and they, yeah, they were super loud in that stadium and it was pretty awesome. Team's going to move anyway. I don't think it's fucking good for baseball. I want that team to stay in Oakland just based on history purpose. And also the fact that they've lose, lost all their teams in the last three years. Um, yeah. 
but still, it was pretty pretty electric to see that many people go out there. Well, actually, uh, the news was official literally like today that that sale is going through general approval. Well, I know now. they bid, but I didn't know if that was actually no, good. It's to go going yet. through. Yeah, it's it's going through. Real deal. It's happening. Um, yeah, lame. So lame. Well, in a way, it's kind of the team's fault. It's the city of Oakland's fault. No, it's it's a collect- fault. That's it. Collectively, it's both because yeah. they didn't. The city of Oakland did not do them any favors. You got to pony up some money to actually build something too. I'm with you there. That's but. Th- that's so true. Yeah, I mean, but if they're they're that frugal, but then again, don't be surprised now. There's an NFL team in Vegas. There's a hockey team in Vegas. Now there's a baseball, baseball team, team in, in Vegas. Vegas. Before you know it, you're gonna have an NBA yeah. franchise in Vegas, and then everything's just what was in Oakland will be in Las Vegas and it's a betting Mecca who in the NBA moves to Vegas or do they expand? I, I think you could see some expansion. I 32 teams now. I I mean, it wouldn't be out of bounds. I'm not against numbers, even numbers. And they'll have to add two. Well, okay. Give St. Louis a basketball franchise. They'll show up. Nah, I don't know if that's the first choice. If I'm, being I'm telling you, that is one of the biggest fan towns in all of this great nation. It is truly those people go top, fucking okay, ape shit 30, bananas. Yeah. Who do you know sells out an XFL football game? A the team, city, a city with no other St. teams Louis. besides the Cardinals. See? See? You see? And yeah, the Blues. Dude, you like... can't forget about them. You see? You can't forget about the Blues either, Vince. It I know. would work. If I am the NBA, I put a basketball franchise there. Those people will no. go absolutely fucking apeshit bananas for that. I have one it's better city, than New Orleans. I have one city before that. I agree yeah. there. New Orleans doesn't care at all about basketball. See? But just St. Louis... Over Seattle. Okay, yeah. The nostalgia. They got you bring back fucked. the Supersonics. They got you fucked. Bring... Yeah. Yeah, they did. Hey, Kevin Durant got drafted by the Supersonics, they which did, did become the He played with Richard Lewis for like a year, I think, or something like that. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Could be wrong. He might have been on the Magic then, but still. Not sure. Anyways, <laughs> you got to remember, I mean, that's the expansion team. They moved to Oklahoma. And I mean, Oklahoma loves them some. I know, but what a joke, too. You move from Seattle to Oklahoma City. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it rains all the time in Seattle. It's depressing. Yeah, and they play inside. What an awesome thing to go see while it's raining outside. It's so true. That is a very true statement. But I don't know. I, I don't know if Seattle is necessarily what I would depict to be a great sports town. I mean, they go the nuts for the Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay, one team. The Mariners when they're good. That's the thing. When it's like, they're good. Right. You can't have like, I don't think you can make an argument for when a team is horrible and no one's like moving to make them better. I don't think the you can make an argument. The Battle won like, I think 60 or 80% of their games. And those people How many sold people out go that? to Birmingham Barons games? I don't know. How many that's people the go equivalent to, to the fucking St. Louis Battlehawks. Vince, 38,000 people in that stadium to watch an XFL football game. Yeah. They so like they football. could sell out an arena for basketball in three seconds. No, I don't think easy. And you could know. put it where they play ice hockey. Done. Nashville? <laughs> no, they play ice hockey in St. Louis. The Blues. No, I'm saying like maybe the Pred Stadium because that's a nice stadium. I yeah. I'm not against it. I just think if you're going to places, you're going to Vegas and Seattle before you go anywhere near St. Louis. Well, basketball wise, yeah, you know, money wise, yeah, put an NBA franchise in Vegas. They have the summer workouts there every year. Oh right? yeah, and you had a summer league move at that point. 
nostalgia, nostalgia to bring back Seattle. I figured it out, Mike. All right. How are we we doing this? Summer league in St. Louis. So no one goes. And then you move a team (laughs) over to Las Vegas and then they'll play there. And then everything will be great. Boom. I love it. There you have it. That's solution, baby. Solution oriented. Yeah. Solution right there. (laughs) Now let's talk about the White Sox. Um, So I had the opportunity last weekend to watch a lot of White Sox baseball because it was kind of mm-hmm. dreary, you know, and there was a day game here or there that I I got the opportunity to sit down and actually yeah. watch this team and dissect their faults, which there's many. Uh, and the biggest thing is time go hitting. in there positively by starting with faults. I like it. <laughs> yep. So biggest thing right now, timely hitting. We either have yeah. it or we absolutely don't. And then um, also defensively like Steve stone and, and uh, gun Casper were talking um, that the white Sox hadn't made an error in like 10 games. And that was like a big deal. Uh, And then Tim Anderson shortly thereafter, (laughs) uh, just right, just right through the five. (laughs) And then shortly after in that same game, which was a one run game, that was a really bad game. They walked the bases loaded. Joe Kelly walked the bases loaded. Then there was like a little ground ball hit to Timmy and he fumbled the throw to home plate for the force at home. Mm -hmm. Now it's two one. They walk another guy in. It was a shit show of epic proportions. Sox wind up losing that game five to one. Okay. Now, yes. In the same game, Ronaldo Lopez went two innings, six up, six down dog in two innings. Okay. So you figure you'd let that guy just do his thing, finish the game out. No, no, no. They got fucking cute, and this is all Grafal. Got cute, and then brought in Joe Kelly, who folds like a lawn chair under fucking pressure, yeah, mind it's you. really depressing. You're right. And he walks the bases loaded. That whole shit show of a night happens. Great. Now, Sunday rolls around. Awesome. We are clearly hitting the ball now. It's yeah. going well. We are oh, hitting yeah. the ball. Timely Geo comes out, puts up a one run performance, goes seven, right? Yeah. Looking good, looking clean. Okay, great. What's the score then? Five to one, something like that? Yeah, it was like five to one. We yeah. were looking really good. <laughs> it was looking like, all right, we got this. We got this now. Oh, easy. Joke. Yeah, it looked it looked great. Yeah. Easy. Now you bring in the greatly overrated Kendall Graveman to close out the ninth with a 5-1 fucking lead. I don't think it was 5-1 when Graveman came in. I think the inning before, and the thing is, is we lost on solo homers, which sucks. But Graveman did give up the worst one, which was the fucking, which was the fucking final blow in the 6-5 loss. He gave up a three-run shot to, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jesus Sanchez. Just mm-hmm. no, no, no. The no. catcher, third baseman, oh, Gene third Segura. Baseman. Gene yeah. Segura. Oh yeah, off the three. foul pole. Jesus Christ. Puts up, puts him up. Yeah. We go into the ninth inning, down one. We shit the bed. Game over. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. It was it was solo home runs were killing us. It was five to one, and then it was five to two, and then it was five to three, and then it was five to five, and then it was five to six. So it's just like it turned into hell. Um. That being said, we went into that series with two series wins against the Yankees and the Tigers. And it looked to be another series win, and I was 
up. I was starting to get a little positive, right? It's like, maybe we have a shot to come back in this division. It's shitty as it was at that stage of the game. We were only five games out. Yeah. You were like, it could happen. Like the, like the kid in, in angels in the outfield. Well, where are happen. we now? We are six games out, which still um, is doable. Yeah. But now you're playing the Dodgers and you're getting smoked one game. last dude. Yeah. It was it didn't go last well. night. It's a guy I never even knew existed. Yeah, it was a rust game. Who? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, pitched you, last night. you yeah. only score one run. I, I mean, the guy. Oh, dude, pitched, Lance Lynn pitched last night. What do you mean? Well, Lance Lynn's shot. He is I shot. Mean, I, yeah, Tanner Banks was pitched, the issue. Here's yeah. who pitched for the Dodgers. And he went six innings. Oh, against us, you're saying. Gave up zero earned runs and two hits. Tony Gonsolin. Are you telling me right now that you don't know who Tony Gonsolin is? I have no idea who the hell this is. You are nuts. (laughs) You are nuts, dude. Okay. Tony Gonsolin's a dog. Tony Gonsolin's been pitching for a while. He's a dog. And Forgive me. He's like this, baseball always has these guys. It's like yeah. Al Leiter, right? Or I mean, like, dude, you, you it's kinda... like the Kevin Gausmans or the Zach Gallons of the world, where like people know who they are, but not everybody knows who they are. Tony, Tony Gonsolin has been in a rotation that had, you know, when Scherzer was pitching, or they got Kershaw, who's had a fucking resurgence here for the ages right now. Like Tony Gonsolin's not going to be your number one pitcher. Walker Bueller's still there too, but Tony Gonsolin's. Very good serviceable three four guy on that team, and he could be a one two guy on a lot of other teams in the league for sure. Interesting, but even so, you guys got to get fucking hits right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Timmy's hitting like shit right now. I think the baby mama drama is getting to Timmy. I do too, and I don't want to think that's the case. I like Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson's having the worst year of his career this year. Uh, it's in a situation where he may be trade bait now, which is really fucking sad for me because I like that guy. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go into it because I don't know what's true and what's not, but there is a lot of dr- drama going on in his life. Different baby, different lady, whatever it may be. Any, All of those things all combined into one. Ladies for the record. I think, yeah. So I think, uh, I think there may be something going on in his mind. I don't want to, I don't want to speak for the guy, but. They come off of two series wins. They beat the Tigers, who, by the way, the Tigers two nights ago got their first win of June on the freaking 12th of June. They won 12 whole days without a win, which is bad. Um, And our only saving grace now is being in the AL Central. So the Guardians, six and four in their last 10. The White Sox, as mad as we are about the whole thing, six and four in their last 10 as well. Um, and then you look at the twins right now, and they're also playing like shit. So who but they knows had a down go year. They had a down year last year, and they're clearly starting to come back. I mean, hey, at least they're above five hundred. No other team in the AL you Central. You the twins? Say that. Yeah. Well, the twins the had twins a really above- down year two years ago too. Do you remember three years ago they were like the best team? That you in thought the, the twins were going to be like the creme de la creme of the Central. You're like, how are we supposed to beat this team, Byron Buxton, and all these guys? Well, that's what I'm just- saying. If they're healthy, but that's the thing, they don't stay healthy. Because I don't yeah, believe in the I'm Guardians. I never do. But then every now and then they just pull it out of their ass. But it's a division that's capable of winning. It's not like the Phillies did something crazier last year. They just got to stay more consistent. And they got to play Jake Berger every night. I think is the biggest fucking thing. Why aren't we doing that? Jake Berger He's is the best hitter in the fucking streak. league right now. But still, He's if you not look, a smidge of a cold streak over the past couple of games. He's I mean, last averaging night, he a home run shit. every six at bats. Eleven. It's six we right now, isn't it? No, it's every 11 at bats. We discussed that this last adjust? week. Did that adjust? 
No, that was that that was from last week. Maybe I don't know I'm, maybe I'm being a little adjusted. exaggerative, but yeah, even so, it's a, it, but even so, it, it's not feasible to think that that's sustainable. You have to still put them in the lineup because your mean Mercedes was like the hottest thing in the club for like a matter of like two months, and then yeah. every pitcher in the world figured out his tendencies, and then he was done. Well, I, that's kind of what I'm saying though. It's like if the guy's hot, put him in. Ride the hot hand. Always ride the hot hand. Yeah, no, I agree with that statement. I agree with it. I, I think that as we look at this, Jake Berger, if that's your best hitter, you got bigger problems. He is though. right now. That's right, but we're mid-season, so what are we going to do? You got to put him in. I think you have to make a move. This this trade deadline, you got to make a win? move. I don't know what to do. Because you were saying sell last week. I'm still thinking. Okay. Here's a thought process, and I heard this the other day on ESPN 1000, and it's something to possibly give. They always have the smartest takes, so this is good. They don't have the smartest (laughs) takes, but I kind of agree with this. It's the most Chicago, baby, and that's why I love them. (laughs) If you're Jerry Reinsdorf right now, it's clearly not working with Rakan and Kenny Williams. Well, ideally, sell the team. Right. Or you get rid of Kenny, you get rid of Rakan. And you go to Theo Epstein and you say, hey, you did it once. Do it again. And I'll pay you whatever the hell you want to be paid. If that's $100 million for five years, fine. $20 no mil a year, whatever. No way. Hear me out. He doesn't do that. Wherever this man is gone, he's been a tremendous success and he yes. figures shit out. So if you really want this to work. You go to that guy, you go, Theo, whatever the blank check, write it, done. We'll blow this thing up in your vision, do it, because we couldn't, and you have it. But the thought process of that ever happening, probably zero to zero. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, like, everything you said is factual. It sounds great on paper. Jerry Reinsdorf's required to spend money to do so, and he doesn't. And he won't. And it's been proven over and over again in two separate leagues that this guy owns teams in. He's not going to spend money on guys. Epstein is going to go in and say we need to do X, Y, and Z, and this is why we need to do it. He wouldn't listen to that unless he has Kenny Williams in his ear saying, yeah, I like that. Or no, I don't like that. He's obsessed with the guy. So that's not happening until somebody else owns the team. I just think that that's it's a it's a moot point at that point. You're correct. The, I, don't the problem is, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be. He's not going to sell the team until he's not going to sell the team until he's dead. And there's an ownership group, and Jerry owns the majority of said ownership group, right? Yeah. So that's the only issue you have here. So well, we'll luckily he's it, old. He's old, but that and then the rest of that ownership group, what's going to happen there, right? I don't know. It's depressing. <laughs> It's going to take a little bit of time. But this it is our happen. depression hour every every week. It's this is our depression hour shit. once a week where yeah. we discuss, and this is our little White Sox therapy session. So thank you so much for joining. Mm-hmm. Now, why don't we get a word? Because when you're sad, you should shave. Because you then you could at least look in the mirror. Your facial hair. <laughs> you could at least look in the mirror and say, hey, at least I got a clean shaven face. And then you should be shaving with none other. Than our lovely sponsor, Henson Shaving. This part of today's episode is brought to you by none other than our friends at Henson Shaving. If you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you already know that we swear by Henson Shaving. We've been using them for months, and there really isn't a better product out there. 
The Henson razor puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. This razor is made by using CNC machines to aerospace standards. That's right. Rocket ships, people. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning that the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. It's literally one blade. Be, be safe. Please be safe. They're very sharp. You twist on the top and you get to work. It's that easy. If you remember the beard bet, you remember me shaving off the whole thing. If you need to watch somebody use it, go on my Instagram and check it out because it's really that easy. Cost ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is essentially $177 less than normal cartridge razors. They're sustainable. It's precise. It's Henson shaving. It's got a nice weight to it. It's made out of metal. None of this plastic garbage. So please use the promo code the Taxi Squad. T-H-E-T-A-X-I. S-Q-U-A-D at checkout and you'll receive a hundred pack of blades free with the purchase of the razor. So you go on the site, you add the razor that you're looking for, and then you add a hundred pack of razors, you'll get those for free. For most users, this amount of blades will last you two to five years depending on how often you shave. So that promo code again is the taxi squad at HensonShaving.com. Go check it out. Mike, the Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA champions look at us go who would have thought regretfully so i knew it would happen i wanted the heat in the back of my mind to be capable of doing this and it just wasn't capable of being done i am a little sad and i'm not that sad because i won money because i put yeah, a okay yeah in the <laughs> good point you had a bet a long NBA time ago championship and when yeah. i saw they won i was like eh, okay Cool. Like, Good oh, I me. wanted the heat to win. Let me go cash out this wager. Really quick. <laughs> Not a true. Cool. A I did. I wouldn't have been nerd. mad. I wouldn't have been mad. You know, I got some plus 200 odds. So it sure. wasn't like I wasn't like mad about it. Yeah. So, you know, two to one odds. Um, I'm not going to be upset. Now, with all that being said, I mean, the Nuggets were clearly the better team defensively, offensively, ball movement. Yeah. They're not selfish at all. They aren't, you know, depending on one guy to make the big shot. They got it done as a team. And if you can't sit here after that finals championship and say that the Jokic brothers are mobbed up, I don't know what more you can yeah. say. For sure. There's no doubt about that. When they were carrying Mike Malone around, I'm like, they might just take him. And bring him back to Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> they might be going back to Serbia with you. You're coming happens. with me, Michael. Moore. Well, this, Vince, to <laughs> yeah. all of our Serbian listeners, this uh -huh. is Serbian Sports Week. Because is it? you had Nikola Jokic, Jokic win the NBA championship. And then you had yeah. the other Jokic in tennis win a Grand Slam. So there you have it. On the clay courts, nonetheless. On Rafa's territory. Happy he didn't play, but. Rafa's Happy terrible. Serbian Sports Week to all of our Serbian listeners. And they were lit like a Christmas tree over in Serbia after they won that championship. Oh, so hell that was yeah. Exciting. They're um, all about it. The Denver Nuggets were definitely the better team. I don't think you can watch this series and feel any other way. They ended it quickly. Um, they played better than them every single game, essentially. Jamal Murray's a dog. Jamal Murray showed the emotion that everybody wishes Nikola Jokic would have showed. Um, game five was a mess. I don't know how much of it you ended up watching. I know a lot of people. Well, the last minute the was thing. the last minute was electric. It was electricity. So that was the thing. So the first things first. Um, Michael You're Porter Jr. is is 
so out of rhythm every time he shoots the ball. It's like somebody passes it to him, and then he's like a two dribble, move a little bit, then shoot. It's like catch and shoot, Mike. Come on. This is what we need to do. He did not shoot well the last game, but he did everything else he needed to. I'll give him that. I think Aaron Gordon was the X factor. Aaron Gordon defensively did some amazing things, blocking shots, epically talented as far as an athlete. I mean, some of those rebounds. Some of those dishes that Jokic was giving to him in the paint just absolutely out of bounds. Dirt. Absolute dirt. They um this is the first time the Denver Nuggets have been in the NBA championship. They did win one in the ABA way back in the day before the merger. Um, and the first championship they've won subsequently because they've obviously never been. So this is really badass. I'm really happy for the city of Denver. They were absolutely jacked up for that. Um, when you look over at the heat side, the heat, Jimmy Butler was electric this whole playoffs, like undeniably every round. You're like, he's the best player on the court right now. He's the reason that they won the whole thing. He was pretty bad. This this finals and like granted 21 4.6 6.4 average he shot the ball at a 41 percent clip which is not going to do it for your best player and it just seemed like those shots that were falling and maybe it might just be the eastern conference this year or like the celtics didn't play that well but it just felt like coming up against a western squad that dismantled the lakers mind you completely swept them so they were obviously way better than the lakers they, they just seemed outmatched the whole time well, it seemed that way, especially after game two. I mean, it, it really seemed that way. I mean, they were only – they pulled out a game, and like we talked about after that series, when they had on that Sunday, I mean, Jimmy walked off the court and looked defeated even though yeah. he won. I mean, same. It was a one-possession game, yeah. Like, really hard fought. They didn't clearly have the horses to run with these guys. They have been clearly designed to play as a unit and they do it very well. And Jokic is very unselfish with the basketball. If he has a shot, he takes it. If he doesn't, he distributes it. Easiest triple doubles ever when he gets it's insane. This man is and and he's so nonchalant about shit. Everything being a MVP and all this stuff, his interviews are hysterical. He's just like this I don't give a fuck attitude. Did you see him when he won it? When he won the finals MVP? Yeah, my team, my teammates are good. I really appreciate it. We did our job. Now we can go home. It's like, dude, he just won the finals. Yeah, when he he kind of he forgot about the parade. He forgot about the parade. I don't know if you saw this clip, but he was (laughs) he was interviewed after, and they were like, Hey, so are you excited for the parade on Thursday? He's like, when's the parade? When's the parade? And they said Thursday. He's like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> he just wants to go play with his horses, well, dude. He doesn't even want to go. I, I think that, you know, he clearly enjoys his time in Serbia. And these mm-hmm. guys in the off season, that's yeah, what no they doubt. do. They, they party it up in Serbia with their fam. And God, can you imagine? He must be like a fucking king in Serbia. Oh, no doubt. He must be the king of Serbia right Especially now. Especially now. Yeah, you know if Luca win one, if if Luca wins one next next year, I mean, then what? Then you're going to have action. like maybe who knows? But I will say this team is destined to do. Uh, I don't know if they'll repeat, but they're it going to make a damn good try. They will. Now, to your point, Jimmy just didn't show up in Mm-mm. this series, and I don't know if they just knew how to take him away. Clearly, they did. Um, it, it just was a lot to digest as far as 
okay, from playing the Celtics to now playing the Nuggets, you could clearly see that there was a big jump there. Yeah. And you can also see how far away the Bulls are from ever contending in this type of <laughs> game. Right, ever. Leave them alone. <laughs> leave I'm just saying. Alone, I'm right? just saying. It's just where my mind goes back to. It's just like, God, we're it. so fucking far away. It's dumb. Yeah. Now, no. I, I do believe, though, that the Heat could be in this same position next year with the addition. If they have a correct offseason, they do mm-hmm. have the ability, in my eyes, to potentially contend again. Are you thinking There's a couple different. Up? There's a couple different ways to think about this. Yeah, you might be able to get a couple you. guys. Okay, who, who are you thinking about? He's a man that plays in Portland. He's a point guard, and he scores buckets. His name is Damian Lillard, and I would not be surprised if Damian Lillard is Miami Heat next year. Okay. Well, who would you have to package to get a Dame Lillard? I mean, clearly you'd have to get rid of somebody. And you don't I really think have Portland's trying to get rid of him. I don't necessarily know what the Damian Lillard contract situation is right now, but I believe it's high. Um, he signed a four-year, what was it, 2021-22? So looking at it right contract. now, player exercised. Yeah, so you're going to have to trade him. Mind you, it's a, hot, a big deal. They're going to want to get money off their books. They also said they want to rebuild, and Damian Lillard's like, I'm not going to ask for a trade, but if you guys are really going to rebuild and not try to compete, like, it might be better off just getting rid of me. So I don't know if they're going to actually ask for that much from him. Maybe a first-rounder. They can probably do that. But I think him just being a spark plug, because that was kind of what they were missing, too. It's They never had enough. Like They would come back into the game, and they go up, too. And then Denver would just, you know, fight back and do it and then hold the lead. And then the Heat would come back, go up too. Denver would fight back and hold the lead for a while. They don't have a guy that can just come up and drop three in your face and just be like, all right, <laughs> like we're up nine now. You want to come get it? And mind you, Portland was in the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago. And Damian Lillard has that sauce where I think that he has the ability to to come in and make that difference. Like that obviously was not Kyle Lowry this year with the injuries and everything that's brought into that there where D-Lil could do that for them. Okay. Here's another one that I think would be far cheaper and more attainable to get. Okay. Bradley Beal. Uh, He's I played on the Wizards his entire... Sure, I understand that, but Bradley Beal, catch-shoot type of guy, can take the pressure off of Jimmy. Yeah, Tyler Hero not on the team, but you in theory could get... Bradley Beal for a song because they're trying to rebuild in Washington. I mean, they're not yep. trying to compete for anything anytime soon. No. He's 30 years old. I think he's got a bigger contract than Dame does, though, and he's younger. That's fine. Even better. So now you have a contract year. So you have to choose, though. Are you going to bring back Bam then? It's a, it's a big one. I think th- these guys are all part of their culture that they will yeah. take team-friendly deals in order to make the money work out to bring in another star. But what I love about the NBA right now, more so than anything, is that the era of the super teams are over. Seems to be. You're right. Because over the past five years now, we've had five separate NBA champions being the Lakers, Golden State, the Bucks, Raptors, and Nuggets. Now, being the Nuggets, being the fifth. Out of all these teams, I think the Heat have the ability to do it next year if they have the correct offseason. Because if you do look at the Nuggets, I mean, they were in the dance last year 
And they just didn't have the horses to compete. They bring in Aaron Gordon. They bring in some key pieces in the offseason to build this team around Jokic, and it clearly worked. Yeah, I think it was great roster construction. Um, I think it was good coaching as well, and obviously getting lucky on a second rounder. I mean, he's the best second rounder of all time. I don't think there's even an argument to be made there. So, like, Fair. yeah, there there is some luck involved in it, but – you could see it throughout the whole playoffs. You can see it with all the different teams that were going on in there. I mean, like the Celtics were homegrown built talent. Um, the Mavericks, who tried to essentially create a super team, adding Kyrie was an absolute mess. So, like, what if yeah, Kyrie I, goes to the Heat? Does that totally defunct? Lakers, I don't think that's going to work out too well. No, no way. No shot. Now, there's also conspiracies out there right now that the Pelicans are actually trying to move Zion. Baby mama because drama, dude. More guys just more rocking willies around. What are we right? doing, guys? Stop having sex with all these porn stars. It's not going to be awesome for you. No, like on paper, that might seem like a great idea. But, you yeah. know, in person, probably but now Mariah's not. upset because you're having a kid with another porn star. <laughs> that is a mess, Zion. You can't be doing that. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Zion Williams saga, him and Ja, man. There's just, I bet they can't wait for the regular season to kick off next year. So everybody has something else to talk about. <laughs> what happens with Ja, by the way? Because now Silver said that when the season's over, Finally. then I will come down yep. with the hammer. So does he get a half a season? Does he just get money fines? Like what, what happens? That was does so dumb. To- why did he say What's that he dumb? was waiting? Why did he say that he was waiting till the finals is over to create? Because he probably season? didn't want it to overshadow the finals. Yeah, but itself. now it did because everybody talked about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, was on Get Up. You I was on a plane this morning anything. and I watched all of Get Up and they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. So fun fact, and this is a great thing about you know listening to this podcast, is that you don't have to hear the same regurgitated, regurgitated topic every over, single. Over. Hour, half hour. It's just like, okay, you talked about it 10 minutes ago. Switch the topic. We Let's get it. move. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like saying, like, he buried the lead, essentially, is what Adam Silver did. So he said, hey, we're going to do something, and he's going to get something, but we're not going to tell you how much it is until after. There's no, yeah. it's like somebody texting you, it's like, hey, I got to talk to you. Give me a call later. <laughs> the whole day yeah, you're gonna be like, what the those, fuck do you have to those, talk about? Those <laughs> texts know? are about I need something from you. Either that right? or like, hey dude, you fucked up. Like, I don't want to know True. that. You know? That's like it, the text you receive after a night of drinking and you black out and you didn't know yeah. what you said to somebody or what you did, and then you're like, What did I do? Yeah. And then someone well, texts you there, and they're like, Hey, I can't talk to you right now, but I just want to let you know that you gotta call me later. You're like, Oh, God. <laughs> like, what did oh I do? boy. Sweating Fuck. immediately. That's exactly what Adam Silver did though. He just said, Hey, we're gonna give him a suspension and we're not gonna announce it until after. You wanna know what he could have done? Said fucking nothing. True. Why didn't he just say nothing until after? I think that was dumb. Um, I think he's probably gonna get, you know, twenty games, maybe thirty games. Uh something that's big enough to be an issue, but not big enough to completely ruin the season for that team. Um, did you see the toy gun stuff? No. So they were saying in that second video that came out on Instagram um, that Ja was holding a toy gun. And this was post, Completely you know. Completely believable. That was right. just an airsoft gun. <laughs> That's They're just it's rolling like... around the streets of Memphis with a fucking airsoft gun. And that's like after he made an apology. When I was in 
That's after he denied everything, and then he's like, oh, no, after all that, it was just a toy gun. How many times, like, if you were running around with a squirt gun and someone's like, oh, my God, that's a gun, would you apologize a bunch of times and say, oh, I'm sorry, I should do better, blah, blah, blah. Also, this is a squirt gun. You wouldn't, because it was yeah, a real fucking gun. Dumbass. GBT apology Stupid. that he clearly went to. It was just like, write me an apology letter for having a weapon. Stupid. Done. Boom. I I believe he's going to get a half a season at the minimum. Wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And this guy. Oh, man. Clarence. 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 Good old Clarence. That's Ja's name forever now. It Clarence. Is. And that's it a is. reference to Eighth Mile. That's Clarence. This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. But back real quick to to the finals. Eric Spolstra on the loss said that he that the Denver that Denver beat him, played brilliant basketball, but they had enough. I think that may be true. Um, I don't think that they proved it at all in that whole series. He's still probably the best coach in the league. Spolstra? But, yeah. I mean You could say sure. pop, but I wouldn't say pop in the last couple of years. I well, think pop's going to get the, get the, get the guy of the century. And I was just yeah. in pop town actually. Yeah. And get him ready and all that stuff. And then hand it off to another coach and see what they end up doing. He's too old to be doing that for too long. But my biggest thing is that Mike Malone was on the trade was on the hot seat for a couple of years now because they're really good. And then they suck in the playoffs. Like a lot, like the jazz essentially. He now wins one. You got a lot of teams with a lot of guys that won. And by a lot, I mean, like, Monty Williams just re-signed, largest contract in fucking ever. Um, Nick Nurse looking for a team right now, um, as well as Mike Budenholzer. Guys that won championships, and now they're on the block. I don't think Denver's going to react this way with him. Um, well, isn't Nick Nurse now the head coach of the Suns? He could be. I, thought- I think he did sign that. I've just been in such, like, Denver... Denver love mode. Yeah, I I swear to God, Nick Nurse got a job. Nick Nurse is now. He is the head coach of the Sixers now. That's what it was. Yeah. So I think that'll be good. And then also come to find out that Monty Williams, um, his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer while they were Mm -hmm. in the playoffs this year. So. So and that was the thing, too, is that to that guy, the Pistons made Monty Williams the highest paid coach. They also agreed to pay for all of the medical bills for it. Wow. So, that's that's wonderful. That's well, good. I mean, granted, he's getting paid them. so much that he could do that himself, and it's not a, you know, no skin off his nose, but it is what it is. So the NBA, I feel like, is in good hands. I think that anybody can win it next year, um, and I think that we kind of proved that this year. But, you know, so don't, don't you always just write one, off. You, know. you had to pick one early choice. Who you who you got? Way I mean, too early Boston. next year NBA winner. Yeah. Oh boy, what a question, Mike. Not, way too early. I recency bias wants me to say that the Nuggets repeat. I don't think they do. No. Um, I'm going to stay away from the Celtics this time because they pissed me off a lot. Sure. Um, let's go. Oh man. <laughs> This is hard, dude. Because like, right, give I want to give me two. Give me two. Give me one in the east and give me one in. Give me one in the east, one in the west. Not. All right. So like, the people that are gonna win the the conference on each side. All right. So if you go to the east, let me pick a scrappy little Cavaliers team. I think oh, they were wow. really. I think they were Big really stretch. disappointed. I think they were really disappointed this year. 
I think they can win the East. I don't think they're going to win the championship. I don't. I really Interesting. Don't. Okay. In the West, and this is a team that I think has a good chance to win the championship, and that's the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I have to. Oh. I love oh them, dude. All dude, because right. if you look at every other team, there's so many flaws. And, like, the Suns aren't going to sure. come up and do it. The Grizzlies have the Jai issue. You never know. The Kings. Suns you know, with a good offseason could do something, don't they? They good. Okay. But who would so, you pick? The Nuggets or the Suns? I'm picking the Nuggets. They just won the whole no, damn thing. I mean, listen, if KD and D-Book have a full-blown offseason to collab, either one of two things are going to happen. They're going to have a total love affair and or crush. Yeah. Or KD is going to want to get traded by the trade deadline. It's usually how it works. Maybe Book now. now. All right. KD, yeah. for what it's worth, a lot of people freak out about that shit. KD left after everybody else asked out. And then he's like, well, if I'm the only one fucking here. Well, that's really true. Out. But then again, he, he backed his way out of, you know, he left OKC on a contract. Left and then OKC on a contract. Go to Golden, Golden State. State. You know the they did their whole thing. Super team, super team. He never forced a trade, and, though. I want to make in that my clear. eyes, if I had to look at this right now, in the East, I'm I'm rolling with the Heat. I think the Heat okay. are structured as an organization. Pat Riley, Spolstra, they'll figure it out in the offseason to put the pieces together and make right. that work. I do think they have the ability to come back next year and be a favorite in the East. Now, in the West, I... And and I might be a little biased, but I do think the Suns have the horses. Another team that if they have the correct offseason, coach correctly, that could be a legitimate team. Yeah. So you look at it and you're like a lot of these guys are a few pieces away. Of course, the offseason will tell the story as we get closer. But if I had to pick tomorrow, those would be two teams that I would pay attention to in each conference. I so think it's valid. That's fair. Now, this wasn't the only championship occurring this mm-hmm. this time of year. Um, I was in the Southwest, uh, this, this time or Texas. I mean, Texas is a different country in itself. So I was in San Antonio (laughs) for a couple days. That's just South buddy. So I was in San Antonio and I'm at a bar last night and my cousin texted me. He's like, go Knights!" And I'm like, Oh shit, the game's on. So I I was just like, I looked at the bartender. I was like, Hey, could, could you put the game on please? And he goes, what game? I was like, the Stanley cup finals. He's like, Oh, that's going on right now? I was like, yep. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. shit, I didn't even realize it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I figured Texas isn't a big hockey town. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, if you could please put that on, I greatly appreciate it. It's like the last game, and they're probably going to win. So yeah. put it on it. I mean, God, just it was an epic destruction. Whomping. Ruined the them. Florida <laughs> Panthers, uh, which I kind of like because I'm really sick and tired of all the Chicagoans who moved to Florida and are – Tampa Bay Lightning fans and Panther fans and all this good stuff. So I'm glad yeah. you got smoked. Uh, Vegas. It's almost like all those. Team. It's almost like all those, uh, you know, Phoenix Coyotes and Phoenix Suns fans from Chicago. Take it easy. Anyways, <laughs> with all that being said, okay. Vegas in five. My brother RJ, a.k.a. Richard Caldis, knows nothing about hockey. Just had a gut, rolled with it. The man was correct. Props to that guy. Six years in the NHL, finally take their first championship. Their first year in existence, or second year in existence, went to an NHL Finals and didn't make it. And now they are the champions of the NHL. NHL. Now, nine goals. Nine goals in a game five. Insane. And, And then Mark Stone, only player since 1996, to have a hat trick in a final series. Badass. Other, I mean, other guys on that list. Right. Wayne Gretzky. Heard of him. 
probably did. Yeah. Article is loading right now. The other guy's name <laughs> slipped me. Dang it. This goes to show you how much of a hockey pod we are. But still, fun facts. Right? Fun, fun cool, facts about cool the NHL. Yeah, Go this Knights. link is dead, buddy. Um, first championship <laughs> in team history, obviously. Vegas is only one championship away from tying Minnesota in championships amongst all major leagues. Because Minnesota, I'm sorry about it, but you guys have only won two with the Twins. Um, it's a real shame. I am happy for Vegas. We said this a couple times. Not a huge hockey pod, but we knew for a fact that this had to be the year if they were going to win it. And God damn it, they did. So good on them. Um, hilarious place to have a Stanley Cup win. They will go from Colorado to Vegas. That's not really the places I think about hockey players. Colorado more than Vegas, but. You know, good for them. Vegas is a good sports town. I think it's. I think we've learned that from all of this stuff. So, good on them. Shout out to Vegas. We'll see if Connor Bedard turns the Blackhawks around. That's kind of where I'm at on hockey. <laughs> yeah, I think the NHL is like, okay, we gave you people your time in your sun, your sunny states, your your yeah. warm states. You get your championships now. Now the Blackhawks get hey, another generational talent. But if you're looking for fun shit in NHL, a lot of low scoring games. Not this year. 27 goals in the finals. Nine goals tied for the most in the Stanley Cup finals game. That goes to the Vegas Knights. They're tied. That's pretty badass. So get on for that. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm thinking that this is wonderful. My cousin Steve moved to Vegas, never gave a, a shit about any sport, period. Car guy becomes the largest hockey fan I've ever seen. And he's electric, like going to the parade, all this good stuff. He's oh, all yeah. about it. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's becoming a, a real thing in, in the town of Vegas, and they are showing that they do want sports teams there. So now you see the A's going there. I think that the culture will grow around sporting teams in this town overall. So, they need to go to more football games is the issue. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, they, they got the most handsome quarterback in the NFL. Whether or not he's going to play, yeah, we will <laughs> see. And now, and last but not least, let's do what we do best. Let's get yep. some NFL talk, shall we, Vince? Shall we, Mike? Odell. I mean, all reports coming out of minicamp right now is that this guy's back. He looks the part. My question for you, are the Ravens in line to have an epic comeback season? And is Lamar going to be a potential MVP candidate? This is prime time. Everybody looks amazing. Every team has a chance season. And I love it because it leaves a lot of speculation. Lamar's set up to do better than he ever has. There's no denying that. Um, Odell is a solid fucking guy to add to that team as long as his legs are good. Yeah, in that division, I mean, it's them and the Bengals. I don't think anybody else is going to be fighting for that unless Deshaun has a real come up year, but did not look convincing last year. I don't see why not. Because now, now he doesn't have any excuses, Lamar. So I want I want to see them come out and really have some firepower. And this just gets me going, dude. I miss some football. I really do. Football's Give the shit. Football I again. love football. I'm so excited come to watch back. football. I'm always jacked to watch football. Stoked this year. Got the whole NFL Sunday ticket package. Got the red zone package. I'm primed for some football this year. The fantasy. Draft mocks are coming out soon. There's a lot to consider this year. Odell could be one of them. You know, could be one of those guys. Lamar Jackson, definitely a prospect to look at in your. Yeah, I was you know, gonna say I'll pick up mid- Lamar before I pick up Odell. 
100% of the way. But <laughs> yeah. another thing to keep in mind right now is that, I mean, that division is, it, it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's not an easy is one. The it? AFC in general, I wouldn't want to play in the AFC AS. North though. No, you know, yeah. Got well, Bengals. that's true. I mean, the Bengals are your real competition. Yeah. But the Browns? Steelers? The Browns might be poised for another comeback. You know, who okay. knows? Maybe D-Hop sure. goes to visit the Browns. I mean, yeah. right now, D-Hop is kind of bouncing all over the country. He Oil just had him a visit up and with massage the him into signing a contract is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> right? Go on yeah. Max.net and get get it ready. Go because ahead. that's the Sean Not Watson's Max.com, website, right? Max.net. You'll see a lot of Deshaun Watson clips. You'll see Deshaun Watson because that's his, you know, that's his stage name is Max. And he's just there doing the heli. Yeah. But with all that being said, D-Hop meetings titans and pats over the past two weeks the pats so deshaun or not deshaun d hop excuse me d hop yes. said that he wanted to go to a team that he saw to compete he wanted to go play with a good quarterback and then he visits the titans and the pats what's going on <laughs> like mac jones not a good quarterback i'm sorry Tannehill. Eh. Familiar faces is the way I look at this. So him Jones? And, him and Bill Belichick have like this love affair that's known throughout the years. Why? Right. And then Vrabel was actually a linebacker coach on the Texans yeah. when Billy yeah, that, Bo- yeah. Billy OB was the head coach over there. So he knows Vrabel. He knows Belichick. He knows the guys in that tree. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they clearly are the front runners because they have the best conversations with him because they know him. Now, the Pats over the Titans. I don't know how this would work because Billy O'Brien's coming back to be the Pats OC right. for like the third time in 20 so does he years like or some him or shit. It's <laughs> a real question. Well, that's the question because he traded him. Now, with that, okay, so do you go to a guy? Is that relationship capable of being mended? I mean, Mac Jones doesn't have anybody to throw the football to. I mean, it, I guess Juju now. Juju's on the team. Cool. And then, yeah, it's like you get so excited about Juju. And then Ramondre Stevenson's probably their best offensive player. You bring in Mike Gesicki. They still got Devontae Parker. Yay. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> I'm saying, like, it's such a. He needs a guy that he can just throw the ball to in the red zone, throw up a jump ball, and just nine times out of 10 will probably come down with it. He's got to figure out how to throw first. So I think. Um... Well, he had. <laughs> Every disadvantage in the world last year to just suck ass, and he Dude, actually Mikey, did halfway decent. Mikey Pats has always been here. You've always Pats, been here. It's not but, Mikey Pats, but if you look at it, Matt Patricia is his offensive coordinator. Of course, that's not going to work. He was great in Detroit. He was terrible in Detroit. <laughs> he's a defensive coordinator. I know. The guy, it's a I, mess. I mean, he he's it not is. he's not that guy. So clearly, they're trying to put it around him. Kraft said it's all about winning, and if we're not winning, changes need to be made. And I'm paraphrasing, but it's true. I think Billy knows so, his guys too well now, and he's been doing it for too long where it's almost a scenario that it might be old news. And I'm not saying that Bill Belichick isn't the best coach of all time because he is. 100%. But I think that he just keeps giving all of his guys these like second chances to come around. And like putting Matt Patricia on an OC decision is ridiculous for anybody besides Bill Belichick. And then it didn't go well, and everybody's like, well, yeah, you shouldn't have put a DC there. It's like, yeah, no shit. If someone did that, that isn't Bill Belichick, we would have shit on it right away. And it kind of did get that way, but everybody's like, let's see how it pans out because it's Belichick. The Pats aren't good, dude. Like, there's a real scenario here where they come in last in their division this year. 
I think that it very well could be. I mean, but then again, I mean, they have the Dolphins in their division. They got the Dude, Bills. Dude, they were good last they the year. They were good. I understand yeah. until Tua got his head bounced off the turf one too many times. Yeah. So it's it, you, you got to do something. You got to make a splash in your division in order to compete. Now, whether or not D-Hop's going to want to go to a team that doesn't really have a proven quarterback, I don't know why he's meeting with these guys. The Ravens seem to be too obvious to go to. Right. Either that or, like, maybe the Chiefs or the Bills, but it's just too much. And then, I mean, who knows? With the Bills and all the drama going on with them right now, with Stephon Diggs leaving camp on Tuesday. Dude, that feels like so much BS to me. Why do you feel as if that it's BS? I just... I think drama's bleeding over from the playoffs last year. Sure. Um, And then also Josh Allen's on the Madden cover, Madden curse, whatever it may be. But in my head, it's like, this is all going to get figured out pretty quickly. And I'm pretty sure it's just going to be back to normalcy in Bill's camp pretty quickly. That's what it feels like to me. Well, the problem is is when your head coach comes out and says, I'm very concerned. And then, you know, your quarterback has to come out and make a public statement and say, I fucking love this guy. I mean, it's a little it, – it, and then he's, like, posting on Twitter, like, something about stop giving me that cap, just be real. Like, so clearly something's being said behind his back, either well, that or CTE's kicking you see, in. No you see Diggs has some, uh, has some competition with a younger fan. No, I didn't well, see that. There's some baby digs out there. You've seen baby Gronk, I assume. Baby digs is around now oh, too. Oh God, baby there's Gronk! Got, we got Stop a young, we got a young Caucasian boy calling himself baby digs, and it oh, is. Stop this! <laughs> I'm so sick of this internet it's so bullshit stupid. era it's so dumb. of like comparing yourself to people. No, and baby, like, baby Gronk was on a podcast the other day, and his dad was just like feeding him lines. This guy's like, "Oh, how do you feel about this?" And his dad's like, "Say this, say this, say this." And then he says it, and you're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Dude? Yeah, all these, all these assholes who, yeah. yeah, yeah, to your point, are trying to live kids. vicariously through yeah. their through their kids, and you know, oh yeah, let's make you an internet star because you're a monster of a young kid, and you hey, play Libby sports Dunn well. loves baby Gronk. Oh, does she now? Oh yeah. She's recruiting him to to go to LSU. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, if you've done your homework on this kid, and I can't believe we're talking about this right now. But anyways, (laughs) you've done your homework. He's a better baseball player than he is a football player. So who's baby Gronk is? Yeah. Kid hits fucking (laughs) ropes. 12 or 13 okay. or some shit. Okay. And you know right, what's cool. funny about this whole thing? Vince was busting my balls because in baseball talk, we were probably going to talk about this 12 year old Japanese ambidextrous <laughs> pitcher hitter. And he's like, Mike, he's fucking 12. It's like, yep, you got a point. So why are you even talking about it? Yeah. So why are we even talking about it? I'm worried enough for it. But I know. It's so dumb. I know. Like, it's so dumb in the it's world so we live funny. in that like kids now can become millionaires off their own personalities just based off of what they post on Instagram. And like he's posting obnoxious shit like, you know, hitting kids and he's like mic'd up. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, call your girlfriend or like some stupid. Yeah, uh, it's so Getting dumb. fed lines from his dad. It's all dumb. There's yeah. a chance his, that this kid is like five, eight. And his dad, his dad is a part of the small peen club. All no time piece it. of shit. That guy his is. dad drives a lifted F-150 yep. and listens aggressively to Kid Rock. So. Yep. So there if anybody comes out and they have a dad like that, 
outside, I guess outside of LeVar Ball, <laughs> maybe. But even so, like, that worked for him. Somehow right. that worked out. But still, it's like, yeah, it's the guy's a shithead and he should take better care of his kid. Total shithead. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. Now, I mean, back to the Stefan Diggs drama, I just yeah. think this is an over dramatized thing. They're like, oh, right. is he going to play? It's like, well, what else is he going to do? Yeah, give me three he's weeks a- and he, he's there. He's doing this to delay something, clearly. He think he just wants like an extra contract extension, whatever it may be. It's probably going to end up happening, and then everybody will be happy. Everybody knows how the NFL salary cap works. You move a couple things around. You cut like a couple guys that don't really matter, and all of a sudden everything works out again. That's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't disagree with that statement at all. I I think that this is going to work the way it needs to work. I don't think any big name star is coming in right now. This is always the drama season, and it's just reaching for topics to discuss. So we must play the game. Saquon, on the flip side of this, if we go over to the NFC, he's threatening to hold out. Now, I, I don't know of a scenario of this team in New York being very good if he's not on the team, considering he's half of their fucking offense. No shot. Yeah, I, I don't. Do you, I mean, he his signing if he got tagged is ten mil. I mean, that's not anything to shake a stick at. He's coming but, back because he's going to look at Le'Veon Bell and he's going to see how shitty that worked out for him, and he's going to come back and play football. This is another probably. situation where, like, I would bet on the ninety five percent chance that he comes back to lose on the five percent chance that he doesn't. I don't see why he wouldn't come back eventually. He's playing hardball to be like, oh, we're not going to get him back. And I'm sure the New York brass knows that. And they're like, all right, well, we'll just wait until you decide to come back and then we'll have you back in open arms. Like That's exactly what it's going to be here, too. It's true. This always happens every offseason. There's a big name who decides to decide I'm going to hold out. And then usually they'll get tagged or they'll come to some sort of deal. Yep. But Josh Jacobs on the flip side of that is holding out as well. And there's a lot of talks right now that the two of them are potentially trying to band together and they claim if nothing changes, nothing changes paraphrasing, but they are trying to change for the future of the running back position and how they get paid. To your point, Le'Veon tried to do that. Didn't work. It's analytics, dude. Like it, once you get older, like it is what, like that's what being a running back is. And it sucks. And yeah, like you guys are fucking stars and studs and it's awesome. But when it comes to like, yeah, we're going to sign you to a five year deal for some astronomical amount of money and then you start sucking in year two, like, what do we do? So that's always going to be the case because you run out of gas eventually, especially if you run as much as those guys are. True. I, I you don't want to see it is the thing. I don't like you, disagree, you know, but, but it is it's like it's why true. the NFL would never strike. Right. To your point, why the NFL would never strike because it's a young man's game. And if you lose a year, you're not going to be the same. So and and the running back position takes such a beating anymore that it's such a replaceable position and you could draft a guy in the third, fourth round who could potentially just be the next star. And that's just the truth of it. And yeah, both of them are super talented. Saquon Barkley's fucking amazing when he's on the field. But now, speaking of running backs getting released and a lot of people being like, whoa, whoa, because the Vikings just decided to. You know, okay, we're we're not going to play your hand here. So they released Dalvin Cook, arguably one of the top five running backs in all the NFL. And this is kind of a head scratcher. This opens up numerous opportunities for different teams in the NFL to go grab a top talent. Mm-hmm. Also opens up some new opportunities in the NFC North for certain teams, <clears throat> the Bears, to potentially... <laughs> 
come up with a little bit better year than anticipated. Now, if if you had to put it out right now, where do yeah. you think he's going? Top three teams. There's a lot of spec that he could be going to the Dolphins. There's a relationship there with Mike McDaniel. There's a lot of spec going on here. I mean, if you had to choose, do you got a top three where this guy winds up? The issue is, is that there's a lot of teams that don't really need running backs right now. Um, but you can you can slot them in in a couple places. Uh, in my head, as much as I want to see him go to the Bears, the Bears have so many guys on that team. Like I don't really know. Yeah, we, we drafted a running back this year. Yeah. I think Khalil Herbert, cost effective. Love it. Yeah, I could see him going to a team that could use a guy like that, like a good weapon. Um i.e. the Arizona Cardinals, a nice little dump-off pass from Kyler Murray. I could see that happening. Um, if you go to the AFC side of things, I do like that fit in the Dolphins because that's a fast offense and that's a fast guy. Um, and then maybe like a little sleeper, maybe like a little halfback carry situation, um, a little split 50-50 with Etienne and Dalvin Cook over there in Jacksonville. I wouldn't be against that either. Interesting. Well, Here's one that I think a lot of people aren't thinking about considering what's going on with the wonderful Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. And one team sticks out, and I I think Joey B would try and, you know, ship the money around to get that guy there because they don't really have a top-flight running back on that offense. And the addition of Dalvin Cook could take them from being in the NFC championship game or AFC championship game as they were this year and truly getting over that hump with a absolute freak of a running back. Considering Samaj P. Ryan last year had to take over some of that work, did a great job. But if you have a true A1, Joe Mixon, not truly reliable, gets injured a lot. Not only that, has a ton of off the field issues, pulling yeah. guns on kids. I mean, come on. Samaj so, P. Ryan leading rusher in Oklahoma history. Fun fact. Yeah, well, n- n- not really. I mean, yeah, a- totally. A- Adrian, yeah, but Adrian Peterson's the greatest Oklahoma running back Agreed. to ever exist. But I Didn't digress. Say that, anyway, but I just said <laughs> Dalvin Cook. I, 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 I agree with you. The majority of that, I think, people are just discounting the fact that the Bengals may be in play here, even though they do have a lot of people to pay, being Joey B, and then not only that, Jamar Chase coming into contract. Can that argument soon. apply to New Orleans as well? Then with Dalvin Cook's pending suspension. Or not Dalvin Cook, you excuse mean, me, Alvin Kamara. Uh, very well. I mean, but they drafted a guy basically who's a copy of Alvin sure. Kamara this season sure. in, in the draft. So I, I do believe that they are, like, focusing on a replacement plan already yeah. if he doesn't play. So they drafted two young running backs that could fill in, essentially, and do the same thing. Um it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Now, the effects, how this looks on the NFC North, personally, I love it. I think this gives the Bears an opportunity now to potentially even get a little bit more excited than they already are because the excuses can't be here anymore. Uh, you you have sure. an offensive line clearly now that is looking to come to some sort of formulative grouping of guys that are designed to do their job correctly. So excited about that. And then not only that, you bring in weapons for a young quarterback who's clearly very talented and a stud athlete. Now Cook's gone. Kirk Cuz last year of his contract, basically a five hundred guy. The Vikings are getting rid of a lot of guys. They're having a real issue with cap right now. So they're gonna they're I think they knew it was kind of a fluke last year. So I think there's pieces on that team that are that are getting moved around and it might not be as good as it was last year for them. Well, this is why I think the the bears could be a very big sleeper team. And right now, if you look at the over under for the 23, 24 season for the bears, seven and a half wins. 
is that attainable with this roster constructed right now? Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. With Rodgers being gone, like, yeah, Jordan Love can be good, but still there's got to be some growing pains. The Bears won three games last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, like two or three, whatever it was. It was, it was three. a mess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fuck, you can take the over on that and get eight games. Is it likely? Probably not. But, hey, man, if everything works out well and, you know, everybody out of camp, again, everybody's great. It's just like the field's DJ Moore is just unstoppable. That'd be awesome. Do I completely believe it? No. I mean, there's no defense. In real life, is it possible? Real talk. We'll find out. Right. Now, okay, seven and a half wins. You're you're leaning on the over this season. Looking at their strength of schedule, it's not that bad. Mm-mm. You know, we, we play some teams in the NFC North twice that aren't that great. Granted, you know, I think a lot of people should not discount the fact that, you know, Alexander Madison's they're always been a very serviceable backup. Yeah. And then now you bring in Jordan Madison just like and you Gavin got Justin Cook. Jefferson and then <laughs> yeah. TJ Hokinson also on that offense. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're slums. They got, a, a, you know, Brian Flores coming in as DC. I think that that's going to be huge sure. for their defense, considering all the talent that they have on that defense. I think it's going to be not as easy as one would assume, but Dalvin Cook leaving, I, I do believe is yeah. a big I mean, one. they're not going down to five wins. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that I, could be a I nine, ten gonna... football team. It's going to be competitive nonetheless. Now, Justin Fields right now, I looked at the over-under for him as a prop bet. Justin Mm -hmm. Fields right now is 2,000 yards of passing in the 2023-24 season. Do you think that's attainable, or do you think he will be running just as much as he ran last year because he ran for like 1,400 yards? I think it is attainable. Um, Mind you, with, we've discussed this now. One Bears quarterback in existence has thrown for 4,000 yards. Right. And this is half of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's attainable. I think he's going to have to. I think this offense is going to have to throw the ball more just for his own health and safety. Um, so I would lean on the over for that as well. And maybe I'm being a hopeless optimist, but I think it is attainable. Do I think it's going to be 3,000? No. But, you know, 2,300 yards, maybe. I think it's perfect. Bears. Bears. Love it, Bears. Time will tell people. I mean, we, we got into a ton of NFL talk. Vince, it seems like you want to talk some shit about somebody right now. What's going I, on? So I'm sorry to the city of St. Louis again. I've been roasting. Why? What happened now? Away. What um, more could you do to this city? And Kroenke back to back to back seasons with titles. NFL, NHL, and now the NBA. He may be the king of owners. I'm not going to lie. Does Stan Kroenke own the Denver Nuggets? Also? Stan Kroenke owns the Los Angeles Rams. Stan Kroenke owns the Colorado Avalanche. And Stan Kroenke owns the Denver Deadspin Nuggets. has an entire article just like, yeah, Stan Kroenke still sucks. He does. For sure he does. There's no doubt about it. But the funniest thing is, and if you didn't see that, Stan Kroenke is obviously like a disgusting old man, and he doesn't know how microphones work. So Lisa Salters goes up on the stand uh, after they won the game, and they were interviewing everybody, and she asked Stan Kroenke about everything after they won. And Stan Kroenke goes over and just starts talking in her ear. Like, like the microphone isn't in front of him. So she just moves the microphone over by his ear, and he's just like, you know, sniffing and basically just shoving his mouth all up in her ear. God damn if it wasn't disgusting, but... What he did he say? Anything? Did he say anything? No, he didn't say anything weird because he was he was on the he was on the stage with the whole team after they won. It was just the fact he was that he was sniffing her, basically. 
Gross. Yeah, the smeller at least. It's like me if I held up a microphone and I was interviewing you, and then you just leaned in and started speaking in my ear like you were trying to whisper sweet nothings. So he's so he's like sniffing like how Biden would sniff. So he's out here sniffing. Sure. Yes. Right. That's a good, that's a good uh, comparison. Okay. So he's so he hit the Biden sniff after yeah. they win. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It's not far off. I guess yeah. you're right. And that's a little creepy. Well, yeah. No, Stan Kroenke. He's still awful. He and is. Uh, why? Why, in a way, I, I'd love to see the city of St. Louis to get some sort of a sports team that they could get behind. That's outside of baseball or hockey, right? Yep. But goddamn, if he hasn't won three championships in three years, Mike. Yeah, you know, you, the proof is in the pudding, as they would say, yes, Vince. So, so we we yes, can't so. discount that. And another thing you can't discount is the Tax Squad podcast True. recording every single week and dropping mm-hmm. episodes every Thursday. So if you do join us, and this might be your first time joining us, we thank you. And, you know, as always, you, you got to be sure that you follow the pod because, that you know, that's that's good for us and, and, and good for you, too, because, you know, then you get notified when we drop an episode every mm-hmm. Thursday. And then not outside of that, you should rate it because rate it. If you don't do that, then, you know, then we, we don't see any, uh, you know, stage of how we're doing. Well, how, to where do we got to pick it up, right? A little feedback always helps the pod. And then, you know, if, if you have either a, a, a grandfather in your life, maybe you mm-hmm. got kids. Maybe your father is now a grandfather. Or maybe you are just a grandfather. True. And it finally took to you listening to the show. For three your years kid. to get you all horned up to have a kid to have another kid. <laughs> Thank your kid if you're listening yeah. to the show and you're a grandfather. One, two, two. If you do have a grandfather, you should tell him about it, right? please. And also, because if you guys man. can, there's a little there's a little button with a circle and a downward arrow on it, and that means download. And if you guys could just hit that download, listen to it, please. All download. those things, but the download means so much to us, and it's great for our numbers, and it's great to get more people to listen to us. So. Hit the download if you And could. then you're walking around with us in your pocket indefinitely. Look at you go. You can Think hop of that. on an airplane and you can listen to us. Look at that. You, you, look at you already. Now you're taking us. Now you're traveling with the Taxi Squad boys. Who'd have thunk it was even possible until today? Technology, America's people. Beautiful. Tell you what. All right. Well, as always, we'll see you next week. And thank you for listening. Peace.